For those of you just joining us, my name is Michelle and this is Voices. Today we are talking with Jen about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So we're definitely living in unique times right now and I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that this is the first podcast we're conducting under stay-at-home not per se orders, but different levels of our ability to interact with the outside world. How's that been for you, Jen? Uh, it's taken a while for me to to get used to it, but now I've, I'm finally have gotten into like kind of like a routine. But at first it was like, it was almost like a shock to me because I didn't think that it would ever be something that would ever come into like our country, you know, type of thing. Because before it would just be something you heard of, but not, I, you know, like it never really happened, you know, so close or that I would be possibly affected by it or, you know. And so what, I guess, talk me through what, it was like for you in the first few days of not being able to go anywhere or see anyone that you care about. It was, it was almost like a shock to my body. Like it just felt almost like I had to grieve, grieve what was happening. Uh, yeah, it was like kind of like a loss because, you know, pretty much, everything that I was involved in changed, you know, like my stuff with theater, uh, now that was now being online. And then my, uh, looking for work that was now online. And then I volunteered and that had to be put on hold. Um, and then being able to see my parents, like my mom and my stepdad, uh, I haven't actually been able to go to their house, but I've been able to like go for walks with my mom and that's changed and then I was able to go over to you know over to see my dad for a little bit but he uh like at the very beginning like I wasn't able to see any of my parents or my brother or anything like that so that was like you know just not being able to just go over there was really hard Hard seems kind of like a small word. Um, yeah, I know, I know for myself, it definitely, I mean, it depends on the day, but there are times where I don't know um, where to put any of the various feelings around the state of the world, I guess. Yeah, it just sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I feel angry about it. Like, I just feel like F you COVID type of thing. Like, and sometimes I feel like blaming the country where it started or, you know, which is not fair. And then sometimes I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I just feel angry, you know, angry or resentful about it. I guess, what what do you think this means for yourself, for our society, for the world long-term? Uh, gosh, I don't know. 
I'm hoping that it teaches us to slow down and to, you know, not be so like fast paced and being able to be more creative, you know, and doing stuff at home. Whereas, you know, having to always be on the go all the time. And so for for you, what what would that look like? So if the world were open again, but we'd gone to a place where we did slow down a bit, what would that look like? What would it sound like? What would it feel like? Uh, probably um, not, you know, like maybe not uh, going out and, you know, like for a long time, I, I really enjoyed going out to restaurants and stuff like that and spending money. Whereas now, you know, maybe it's better to eat at home where it's healthier uh, and maybe going out like maybe just once a month. Or, you know, I like to go to movies a lot. So maybe just, you know, like where I was going, like maybe every, you know, every week or every month, maybe just going every couple of months, you know, like slowing down all that sort of like spending and materialistic stuff and, you know, spending more time at home and, and enjoying the things that I already have, maybe. Can you think back to a time in your life, um, a moment or a day or a year where you felt fulfilled, uh, like a great deal of joy? Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> and could you tell me a little bit about some of the things or moments that bring you joy? Oh, gosh, probably um, usually, you know, like when it's nice outside, like when it's sunny makes me very happy. And usually being by water and the beach makes me feel extremely happy. So probably like times that I've gone on vacation with my mom and we've, you know, are walking around, you know, along the beach, you know, those are times that makes me feel very happy because I just have that one-on-one time and the weather is nice and, you know, you're near the water. That's probably when I feel most content. And if you and your mom were walking along the beach right now, what would your conversation be? What are the types of things that the two of you really connect with in terms of being able to have a strong relationship? Usually it's, you know, like talking about, you know, like the dynamics in the family or usually you talk about, uh, you know, like if I have worries or something, uh, you know, I'll talk to her about that and she'll try and, you know, she's very like factual, you know, so try and think about the facts when you worry, you know, when your mind is always going. So we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. What do you about. worry about? Oh, gosh. Uh, lots of things. Uh, you know, I always worry about losing my parents is a big one. Um, what else? I worry about the day that I'm going to, you know, pass, pass over. 
but usually my worries are death related. <laughs> um, um, what else? Um, sometimes I worry about things that I don't need to worry about. Like if there's like, um, because my OCD, uh, like if something is wrecked or something, I feel like I have to like replace it. Like if something isn't perfect, I feel like I have to replace it. Like if there's a tear in a, like, um, one of my records, I feel like I have to buy another one because it's wrecked. So I can't have that type of thing. So it's almost like everything has to be perfect. What's been your biggest thought struggle with your OCD around that perfectionism of things needing to be corrected? I guess, what does that look Uh, like? It's a lot of waste, you know? Like have like if something isn't perfect, and then you know wasting um, my money and buying buying another one. Like to to me, that's the biggest thing is waste, and also waste in in worrying about it. Like I'll spend a lot of time just worrying, and then that'll you know take away hours or whatever of something where I could be doing something productive or. So it's a lot of, to me, it's waste of time and a waste of money. How old were you when someone other than yourself realized that your thoughts were a little bit different from the quote unquote, what we would, you know, what society might deem to be normal? Uh, gosh, well, um, like I was always a worrier and, um, but, um, my mom in particular, she didn't, you know, like it didn't, she just thought that was a part of who I was. But then when, uh, I moved out on my own, um, my OCD became like really out of control and that was, I wasn't diagnosed then. And so by then, uh, I was hospitalized for it, and that's where I was diagnosed with OCD. And that was in 2008, so I was around 32 or 33 when I was di- officially diagnosed with OCD. And yeah, I spent three months in hospital because it was just so out of control. Did you know before that, like you as a human, that your thoughts were unique to you? I guess, did Um, you recognize those things in yourself before? No, because when I was, when the OCD was really bad, I was getting these intrusive thoughts. And to me, they were just like really scary. And I didn't know you know, that they were some sort of like mental health thing. I just thought this is like strange. And then I would try and stop them. Like I felt like because I was having these thoughts, I was a bad person. So my OCD has like different factors, like it's the perfection part of it. And then there's also the intrusive thoughts. And that's where it becomes like really scary and before I was diagnosed, it was extremely scary, and that's when I ended up in in hospital. I had no idea what it was. I just thought 
these are bad thoughts and I'm a bad person. That's what it was. That's what I thought of it. I had no ability to know that these were not real and that I had some sort of mental health issue. Did the stay in the hospital help you regain some control over that perspective? It made me feel safe for sure. And it also made me feel good that I finally had like, like it's almost like a, well, yeah, a diagnosis to what was going on and that, you know, possibly it could help, you know, like through medication and through uh, counseling and therapy that uh, it could be um, reduced, but they said like it would be a lot of work and it was like the thoughts just didn't go away. Like it took a long, long time for things to like calm down and for me to like be able to live, you know, a relatively normal life. Yeah. It took a lot of work. (laughs) I personally am glad you undertook the work. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to be speaking with you right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you feel most days that you are in a place that you like your life and that your mental health is in a place that you feel like you have the skills to cope and the tools? Yeah, for sure. Like through this, uh, through the COVID crisis, you know, I'm still able to access my counseling, which has been very, very helpful. Um, being able to like connect with people is, I think has been extremely healthy. Uh, what else? And also knowing like, um, you know, if like my thoughts get activated or, or whatever, I know what it is now. Like a, it's not like a strange thing and I'm a bad person. I just know that it's my OCD acting up when things get stressful Definitely accessing the counseling um, has been very, very helpful through this. Obviously, I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a mental health professional of any kind or not, obviously, but that is the truth. Um, And so I'm curious to ask what for you... um, OCD means like what what do you view as the definition of your particular lived experience with it uh I find it's uh OCD is intrusive thoughts um and it's uh what else um you know it almost feels like uh it's like a a hamster on a wheel that can't get off when I get into those thoughts. It just gets going and I can't stop. That's what it like. uh, If there was a picture of it, it's like a hamster on a wheel that can't get off. I can visualize that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you just can't, you can't stop it. And you almost need like a, a an outer person or whatever to to like basically 
like I actually have had my mom say, stop it, you know, and it helps, you know, to get my brain to like, okay, enough, (laughs) you know, you get off that wheel. You had mentioned earlier that often that wheel spins out of fear of losing those you love or losing yourself. Um, What is death for you? Um, It's hard to know because I haven't, like, I've lost people, but I've never lost, like, immediate family. So to me... It's like, how am I going to, death is like, gosh, I don't know that it's something that's not good. Like, it's the worst of the worst to me that, like, losing, like, losing a parent or losing a sibling is like, or a child is like the worst of the worst. Like, I don't see any any beliefs around the existence after is it just a you are done and gone or is there a place beyond our current I do I do believe in reincarnation like I do believe that uh, people go on and they you know come back as something else or you know I kind of believe in that um Yeah, I don't believe that once you're gone, that's it. Like, that's, I do believe that people come back in some sort of different capacity. But for some reason, uh, when it's like a close uh, person to me, it goes to a dark place. Like, it doesn't go to that, oh, they're here is something else. It goes to something very negative, right? Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Um, so it stays yeah. sort of faith. Um, fantastical question that there is no right or wrong answer to. Tell me about one of your past lives. Oh gosh, I don't know. I love the water. So probably maybe I was a dolphin in the last life. Like, I could live in the water. Like, something that really helps with my OCD or when I'm not doing very well. Like, I could spend all day in the bath. Like, to me, I could just, yeah. Water is, you know, very cleansing and healing. So maybe, yeah, I think maybe I was a dolphin or something in the in the last life. Um, tell me about a day in the life of a dolphin. And it's a fantastical question, so nothing needs to be wrong or right. Um, but what would you, yeah, what what would your universe look like as the dolphin uh, you were previously? What was your name? Did you have a name? Did you travel with others? Who were they? Uh, I would say probably uh, I had a family of, you know, like I was in a group of dolphins, like a family of dolphins. And we just like went swimming and... Sometimes we'd just, like, go up to the beach and, you know, um, as dolphins, I think they like people. Like, they're very eager to please, which mm-hmm. is very part, very much part of my personality is eager, eager to please. So maybe they, 
you know, went up to people, like swam up on the beach and, you know, try and charm the people on the beach. (laughs) I don't know. And so before we say goodbye, my last question is going to be, what is next for you? Or what would you like to see next in the next three years, five years, two months, doesn't matter. What what are you hoping for for tomorrow? I'm hoping, um, you know, that we'll be out of this crisis. Uh, And I'm hoping that... uh, by then I'll have some sort of uh, either fulfilling volunteer work or uh, paid work. I hope to have that. You know, I hope to be able to spend more time with my family. Yeah, just really simple things. Work, family, what's the third going to be? I feel like there needs to be a third. There always is threes. Uh, I'm hoping... um, you know, to still be creating work with Inside Out. Um, I really enjoy my work there. So hopefully either creating my own plays or, you know, working on shows, you know, with Inside Out. Yeah, working in some sort of capacity with with that theater group. I love it. Fulfilling work, creativity, and family. To me, that sounds like the perfect recipe. Thank you, Jen, so much for joining us today on Voices and giving us the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Thanks so much. I hope you have a great day. You too. 